Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to today's podcast. It is Monday, January 24th, 2022. Happy birthday, Mom. My mom's birthday today. Happy birthday. Uh, she's not, they're not always on, 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 uh, when it first runs. So they kind of catch it later. So they'll catch it later. No doubt about that. I'm not worried about that. They'll catch it later, but happy birthday, mom. Hope you have a great, great day. Um, yeah. So today we are in this uh, third week after epiphany. So, uh, the theme for this week is the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Isaiah 61, one, that's the theme for the whole week, this third week after epiphany. And we're going to be reading from Isaiah chapter 48, uh, Galatians chapter 1, and Mark chapter 5. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Welcome all the Instagram folks. It's been a while since we've been on Instagram. We're always on Facebook Live, and we're always on the podcast, but it's been a while since we've been on, uh, on, the, uh, on Instagram. On the Instagram. <laughs> on the Instagram. It's been a while. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, Isaiah 48, again. Galatians 1 and Mark chapter 5. So if you want to put your finger in each one of those places in your Bible, you'll be ready to go. We'll start with the Old Testament. You know, it is, we um, read an Old Testament passage, the way these uh, devotional readings, uh, these uh, lectionary readings go. Is there's an Old Testament reading, there's a, a New Testament reading, and there's a gospel reading, or an epistle reading and a gospel reading. So, yeah. Hey, welcome, everybody. Good morning. We're all a little thawing out a little bit this morning. Morning, Trevor. Good morning, Deborah. Good morning, Susan. So glad to have everybody on today. See a few folks finding us on Instagram, which has been a while. It's been a hot minute since we've been on Instagram, man. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, Pastor, Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast on the podcast all the time. Apple, Spotify, whatever. Uh, however you listen to podcasts, it's there. But let's do it. Let's dig into God's world. You know, word. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. That's what we do. Um, basically, this is unscripted, and uh, you know, we just take it where it goes. We open up our hearts to the word of God, we read a little bit, and then we uh we go from there. No no uh no preconceived ideas or notions about where we're gonna go. So some of you may be happy. Maybe your team won yesterday, you know. Maybe a lot of us, our teams did not win yesterday. And so give me some little encouragement in the Lord, a little perspective at the end of the day. But man, what some great, some great, some great games yesterday, I'll tell you that. So anyway, enough of that. On to Isaiah 48. Let's do it. Let's go. We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's read. Welcome, Instagram people. Been a while. Listen to this, you descendants of Jacob. You who are called by my name. All right, God's, God's talking to his people, called by his name. Um, you who take oaths in the name of the Lord and invoke the God of Israel, but not in truth or righteousness. Ooh, 
invoking the name of the Lord, but not in truth and righteousness. That's interesting. Um, some people, you know, this is true. People, uh, people will use the Lord uh, when it's convenient. Not necessarily in truth and righteousness. Not necessarily in uh, forwarding the the message and the purpose of the kingdom of God. Not for the purpose of uh, exalting the Lord Jesus. Not in the for the purpose of making uh, good and righteousness come about. But for their own for their own ends. You know that. They invoke the name of the Lord. God, God ain't about that. He ain't about that. He sees it and he ain't about it. <laughs> he's not for that. So these, so Israel is, are, they are invoking the God of Israel, but not in truth and righteousness. Just because you put God's name on it don't mean it's right. Just because you rub a stamp God across your idea, agenda, or notion doesn't mean it's right. So that's what Israel was doing. Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday morning. Happy chilly. Chilly, 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 chilly. Chilly Monday morning. 40 ice cube degrees outside. Some of you may be much colder. I know. I know. I know. It's probably like some of you are like, Terry, be quiet with your 40 degrees. Outside in the, in the, in the minus nothings. <laughs> but anyway, here we go. So. Uh, you call yourself, verse 2, you call yourself citizens of the holy city and claim to rely on the God of Israel. The Lord Almighty is his name. In case you're wondering, that's his name. Good morning, Dan. Morning, Amber. And claim to rely on the God of Israel. The Lord, oh, so in case you're wondering, the Lord Almighty is his name. Verse 3, I foretold the former things long ago. My mouth announced them, and I made them known. Then suddenly I acted, and they came to pass. That's how God do. He acted, and it came to pass. Verse 4, for I knew how stubborn you were. Your neck muscles were iron. That's a stiff neck right there. Your neck muscles are iron. You're like, man, you, you stiff neck. Your forehead was bronze. That's not a compliment. That's why I said, man, your forehead, you know, I don't, it, when I look at your forehead, I just, it's, it's bronze. <laughs> uh, don't try that with your girlfriend or whatever. Wife, honey, your honey, honey, your head is, it's bronze. Well, I mean, I guess that could be like a tan. It's bronze. It's been, uh, it's been kissed by the sun. But this is not a compliment. This is about how hard-headed they are. Their, their head is bronzed. You know you know, you know some bronze-headed people. <laughs> You're like, man, I, I live around bronze-headed people. They all bronze. They're so hard-headed. They're stubborn. Neck muscles like iron, forehead like bronze. God had to work with people like that, like us, whose uh, necks are stiff. And our foreheads are bronze. <laughs> um, bum, 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 bum. Verse 5. Therefore, I told you these things long ago before they happened. I announced them to you so that you would not say, my image has brought them about. My wooden image and my metal God ordained them. So God said, I'm going to do these things, and I'm going to tell you I'm going to do them, and I'm going to bring them about swiftly. And so when they happen, you won't say your little idol did it. It wasn't your little idol that did it. Mm -hmm. 
you have heard these things. Look at them all. Will you not admit them? From now on, on I will not. I will tell you of new things. Man, how about that? New things. God's got new things for you. God's God's got to show you new. Th- That's the good thing about walking with the Lord, man. You you learn new things. You grow in grace. You learn. You you develop. God shows us new things. His mercies are new every morning. And here He's saying, "Look, from now on, I'm going to show you some new things of of hidden things unknown to you. You know, there's some things you and I don't know yet." <laughs> Oh, yeah, I don't care how long we've been serving the Lord, whether it's uh, two weeks, two years, two decades, or felt like two lifetimes. It ain't really two lifetimes, but you know what I'm saying. A long time. There's still things to learn. That's the awesome thing about what we do when we dig into God's Word. This awesome thing is we know, we know that there are things that we're probably going to learn that we don't know. We just come with an open heart, open mind, and, um, and we learn things because because God has uh, boundless wisdom and knowledge, way more than we got. So we come to that source, get perspective. And so here God's saying, I'm going to show you some new things, things you've never seen, hidden things that are unknown to you. Verse 7, they are created now and not long ago. You have not heard of them before today. You cannot say, yeah, I know that. (laughs) You You ever been around someone who's like, you know it all? Uh, yeah, 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 I know that. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Every teenager you know, right? <laughs> Come on. Every every teenager. Some of you got teenagers in the house. You're like, they know everything. <laughs> They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yep. They don't know. But they, they think they know. Yeah. Like, every, every they all know it. They know everything. You try to tell them something, they think they know it. They don't. So he says, I'm going to show you something, something you've never heard nor understood. From, from of old, your ears have not op- been opened. Well, do I know how treacherous you are? You were called a rebel at birth. God says, do I know, do I know how messed up? Yeah, I do. I know, I know you. I know your ways. Verse 9. For my own name's sake, I delayed my wrath. For the sake of my praise, I hold it back from you. Why? Because Israel was chosen to de- was chosen to declare the glory of God. They were chosen to reveal to the nations the purposes and plans of God. And so here God is saying, um, part of the reason for my uh, my patience is because I got a plan. I'm working through you and in you to bring glory to my name, and that matters to me. That's what God is saying. That matters. If I was just if I just called you and and continued to extend my grace to you based on your performance, <laughs> come on. If if my grace was uh, extended to you and my wrath withheld, uh, merely on the basis of your righteousness, uh, this deal would be over a long time ago. <laughs> how, how many of you know? Even in your own life and in my life, I can say it. That if the grace, if great God's grace and mercy and patience and his wrath withheld was just a matter of how good and righteous and holy and sweet <laughs> I am, oh my goodness, that would have been it, it would have been show over a long time ago. Cause look, there, there are many times T Row ain't sweet. You too, you too, huh? You too. Right? There's many times, many times I'm not all nice and cuddly. 
I mean, I, I'm working on it. I wish I was, but, you know, not like that. But thank God, thanks be to God, that his mercy and his love and his compassion and his goodness and his grace is not based on how sweet and cuddly and cozy we are. It's because he's got a plan. He's working through us and in us and because of his great mercy. Verse 10. See, I have refined you, though not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. Mm. How many of you know? How many of you have been tested in the furnace of affliction? Yeah, some of you have. Some of us have. We've been tested in the um, in the furnace of affliction. It ain't fun. It's affliction and trials and adversity are not fun. They're hard. They're affliction. I mean, enough said, right? I mean, affliction is affliction. It's not fun. It's not affection. He doesn't say, I refined you in the furnace of affection. No, I've refined you in the furnace of affliction. And some of us have been there, man. Maybe the loss of loved ones, maybe sickness, maybe just a mental breakdown or close to it. Maybe a dark place, dark time, financial struggle. God has tested us in the furnace of affliction. Now, the thing about when God tests us in the furnace, he's not testing us to see us fail. He's testing us so that we, what, is, what is in us will be purified, will be uh, solidified, refined <clears throat> as silver. Verse 11, for my own sake, for my own, for my own sake, for my own sake, I do this. Um, how can I let myself be defamed? I will not yield my glory to another. Wow. That one you got to underline, man. I will not yield my glory to another. God will not yield his glory. It's not up for, it's not up for auction. It's not up for sale. It's not up for negotiation. He will not yield his glory. Mm. Yeah. All right, let's jump over to the New Testament. Galatians chapter 1. Welcome, everybody. So glad to have you guys on. You guys on Facebook. You guys on the podcast. You guys on Instagram. Good to see you guys. Hope you guys are doing well. Happy Monday, January 24th. We're almost at the end of the month, man. Can you believe that? Another week. Just one more week of January. It's my birthday month. Long time ago, though. Way at the beginning of the month. All right, let's do it. Galatians chapter 1. You know, Galatians, they here to deal with Galatians. The Galatians, they got legalistic. They started adding all kinds of things to the gospel. It's like they started going back to their Jewish uh, legalism, and they were like, okay, to be a real Christian, you, yeah, you can get saved by grace. But people were trying to influence them and saying, yeah, but you also got to do all these uh, laws and rituals and things to, to be a true Christian. If you really meant it, you got to do all these things. And they were getting bogged down in legalism. So Paul uh, has something to say to them. He, and then he jumps right in, man. It's one of the few places there's not a lot of commendations going on. He just jumps right in. He's like, this is serious. You can't add to the, to the gospel of Jesus Christ. You're saved by grace through faith. Not of works, he would say in Ephesians. All right, here we go. Galatians chapter 1. Paul, an apostle, sent, from not, sorry, sent not from men nor by a man, but by Jesus Christ 
and God the Father who raised him from the dead and all the brothers and sisters with me to the churches in Galatia. Verse 3, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins, gave himself for our sins, to rescue us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. He gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the, this present age. You don't ever outgrow that, man. We don't ever outgrow the fact that Jesus came to give himself for our sins, to deliver us from the sinfulness of this world, to deliver us from the sin that is within us. You can't get past it. Can't ever, y'all don't ever outgrow it. You grow in it, in understanding of it, in appreciation of it. You never grow beyond it. No, it's all it's it's foundational to our faith. Verse six, I am astounded that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. You can't turn to a different gospel. Some people are like, I'm going to grow on past Jesus, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to add a little Jesus and something else. I'm going to grow. Some people, some people think they're smarter than Jesus. You're not smarter than Jesus. I'm sorry. You're not smarter than Jesus. You're not going to grow. You're not going to grow past Jesus. And Paul's like, I can't believe you're going to add something to the grace, the message of the of grace, the message of the cross. I'm not. I can't believe you're going to add something to it. And Paul's like, Well, let me tell you something. No, you're not. <laughs> you think you're going to add something to it, but you can't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You're turning to a different gospel. What's a different gospel? Anything that is does not have the centrality of Jesus in it. A gospel that is not Jesus-centric, the cross-centric, the gospel-centric, based on the death, resurrection, and atoning sacrifice of Jesus for the sins of people. If that is not the centrality of the message, then it's a different gospel. It's not the gospel of Jesus. It's the gospel of self-help. It's the gospel of uh, happy church people. It's the gospel of uh, um, mediocrity. It's the gospel of uh, feel good, but it's not the gospel of Jesus. Because that's what he says. A different gospel is really no gospel at all. If it's different, it ain't one. If it's a different gospel, it ain't a gospel. <laughs> we can tweet that. A different gospel ain't no gospel. It's bad news. There's only one good news. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than that, other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. Some translation, let them be accursed. Let them be damned. Basically, we're saying if they're preaching, if anybody, I don't care if it's an angel from heaven, if it's an apostle, a self, a self-ascribed apostle, or what, a preacher, a teacher, an author, a blogger, I don't care who they are. If they're preaching something other than the gospel of Jesus Christ, then Paul says, "May they be accursed." Mm. It's amazing to me how how people, um, you know, people try to. They think they outgrow the gospel, like they outgrow the church, they outgrow Jesus, and they, they're going to get their own little version of Christianity, their own little version of the gospel. No, you don't get to do that. Um, false. Fake news. You don't get to do that. <laughs> you don't get to make your own little eclectic 
Well, you can. I mean, you can build yourself an idol. Sure. Yeah. I mean, knock yourself out. You can build yourself a little idol and people do it. They make their own little form of religion. They take a little bit of that and a little bit of this and they, uh, they make their own little gospel. But Paul's saying, look, if you make your, little, your own little gospel, I got some news for you. It's not a gospel at all. Mm. Mm. As we've already said, so now I'm saying again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let him be under a curse, under God's curse. I don't think Paul's real fond of that. What do you think? I don't think Paul's real fond of, of gospels being preached that aren't the gospel. Verse 10, and I am now trying, am, oh, verse 10, am I now trying to win the approval of hum, human beings or God? See, the argument was that people were in Galatia were accusing Paul of softening the message. Oh, Paul, you're just preaching grace, um, but you're not telling people what they got to do. You're not telling them, oh, adding all these laws and rituals and, and stuff, so you're making it too easy. You're making it too easy. And so Paul said, let me, let me tell you something. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or to God? I'm telling you, I, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going to speak to the face of anyone who adds to the gospel. Paul said, am I trying to, trying to be a people, people pleaser now? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. If I was just trying to make people, I wouldn't make people happy all the time. I wouldn't be doing what Jesus wants me to do. Verse 11. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel I preach to you is not of human origin. I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my previous way of life in Judaism, how intensely I persecuted the church of God and tried to destroy it. I was advancing in Judaism beyond my own age among my people, and I was extremely zealous for the traditions of my fathers. But when God who set me apart from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach among the Gentiles. My immediate response was not to consult any human, was not to consult any human being. I did not go to Jerusalem to see those who were apostles before I was, but I went to Arabia, and later I returned to Damascus. Wow. Paul's like, I didn't, I didn't get this from anybody else, man. I didn't, I didn't get this message from anybody else. I didn't get this message in an effort to try to please people. Some of us, let's be honest, we, we, can, we, can, be, we can become people pleasers, man. We can, get, we can, become, can become people pleasers. And maybe today that's a word for you, man. Look, we got to go out and we got to love people. We got to be kind and gracious and compassionate. Um, and all that, but look, you know what? We don't. What we don't have to be. We don't have to be people pleasers. Our our primary motivation isn't shouldn't be. I just want everybody to like me and everybody to be happy. Our motivation, first and foremost, should be I want to bring glory and honor to God's name. And sometimes that may this may cause some discomfort uh, for some people. Not that I'm just trying to make people uncomfortable, but the gospel does that. But it also can bring life and deliverance to those who hear it and receive it. Um, so yeah, so today let's hey man, let's go out, let's go out and live the gospel out, the true gospel of Jesus. Let's jump over to the, uh, the gospel. Speaking of gospel, let's jump over to Matthew chapter five, verse twenty-one and following. Matthew twenty-five or Matthew five, verses twenty-one and following. Matthew five. I'm sorry, false. Scratch that. Mark, it's the gospel of Mark, y'all. It's Monday. What can I say, man? It's Monday. It's Monday. Monday and it's cold. 
My brain don't work when it's cold. Some of y'all like, your brain don't work no more, no way. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're thinking. You're like, no, T-Row, your brain don't work no way. No way. No, it don't matter if it's cold or hot. don't matter if it's Monday or Friday. You don't work. I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing the best I can, y'all. I'm doing the best I can. All right. Uh, Mark chapter 5, verse 21. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake. Got to check my time here. Yeah. Um, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw, ooh, I love this story. And when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. Jairus, synagogue ruler. He run the synagogue, Jairus. He's not a priest. He's not a rabbi. He just run the synagogue. He like the facility manager, but he run a synagogue. But, but Jairus is important because if you want anything, if you want weddings, if you want to use the synagogue for something important, Jairus is a good cat to note. And here we see Jairus, when he sees Jesus, he falls at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, my little daughter is dying. Wow. I mean, this could really elevate Jesus' game, right? Like if he, if he heals, heals Jairus' daughter, then, man, everybody's going to find out about Jesus because Jairus is a well-connected young man. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. So he's on his way to Jairus' house. Get this, get this image, man. This is powerful. He's on his way to Jairus' house. Everybody's like, yeah, this is going to be good. It's going to be good, y'all. He's going to heal Jairus' daughter. It's going to take Jesus up and to the right. Crowds are going to grow. Things are going to be happening. I mean, it's good to heal people that are well-connected. <laughs> it's good when people are well-connected come to your church. Yeah. Watch this, watch this. I love this. A large crowd followed and pressed around him, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors. You know what she's in? She's in the furnace of affliction. Come on, somebody. This woman is in the furnace of affliction. What we talked about in Isaiah, she's in the furnace of affliction, and she's been in the furnace of affliction for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under many cares, care of many doctors and has spent all she had yet was still get, not getting better. She grew worse. For 12 years, she's getting worse. If I could just touch, she thought, if I could just, wait, I'm sorry. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. She just got out. Look, somebody, she just got out of the furnace of affliction. That's what happened right there. She just got out of the furnace. How did she, and how did she get out of the furnace of affliction? By the powerful touch of Jesus, somebody. That's how. At once, she realized that power had gone, Jesus, I'm sorry, at once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? Man, who messed up my clothes, man? <laughs> no. <laughs> who touched my clothes? Who touched me? And they're like, come on, man, we're in a hurry. We got to get to Jairus' daughter. Come on, dude, let's keep, let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. I ain't got time to, I, we have no idea, Jesus, who touched you. We're in a hurry here. This could make us big, man. And Jer Jesus is like, no, 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 no. Some, something real significant just happened here. Who touched my clothes? Verse 31. You see the people crowding against you, as disciples answered, and yet you ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking to see the one who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet. 
and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. Mm. That's what we got to do, man. We just got to tell Jesus the whole truth. Mm. And while he was still speaking, some people came. Uh, but Jesus kept looking around, told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Be freed from your furnace of affliction, in other words. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. So he's like, Jesus, you took too long. You got, you got sidetracked by this woman. She ain't, she, nobody even knows who she is. She's been, she been afflicted for so long, nobody even cares about her. Jesus says, but I care about her. And, and while you've been tending to this lady, Jairus' daughter has done died. Your, your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, just believe. We ain't done yet, y'all. We ain't done yet. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John to the brother, the, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw the commotion with the people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said, why all the commotion and wailing? The child is not dead but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to them, Talitha Keom, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. And it's really endearing terms. It's like, sweetie, it's time to get up. Oh! <clears throat> time to get up. Mm. Immediately, the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. She's 12 years old. She, had been, she was as old as the other woman had been suffering with her affliction. And what you need to know, guys, is God cares about little kids that are 12 years old. He also cares about grown women and men who've been suffering in the furnace of affliction for 12 years. He cares about both. He cares about both. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. Get that baby something to eat. Get that baby some treats. She's hungry. She's been, she been, she been dead. Give that baby some treats. <laughs> oh, man, that's good stuff right there. Maybe you're in the furnace of affliction. You need to know that Jesus can heal you. Maybe you think Jesus just loves the little children. You know what? He loves you, too. He loves you, too. I know if you have a fantastic day today. Many of you guys on the podcast, we're about to lose our time on the podcast. So you guys have a great day. Um, God is good. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.